made it with herbs and spice. Roasted chicken sure is nice. Good morning, morning. Surf Clam. How Uh, are you? I'm good. I would be better if I knew where your shoes came from. Oh, they're super choice, aren't they? They're so choice. I know, the checkered vans. Yeah, Carl Irish got them for me. I like the black bottoms. I am in love with those right now. Well, you know how I feel about the slip-ons, dude. Yeah. Yeah. They're the badass of the checkered slip-ons. They're one of the greatest creations ever by man. I I agree wholeheartedly. Wow. They do smell terrible, though. They are like napalm. Well, you don't wear wear socks. Nobody wears socks with slip-ons. I don't. I I tell you what, I had, uh, I don't mean to gramble this, but I had those Star Wars slip-ons. Those cool ones, yeah. And I, got, I went through like three pairs of those because they're my favorite shoes of all time. Yeah, and they were badass. I remember yeah. the first time we surfed yeah. the cliffs and I was like, oh my fucking God, yeah. you got to be kidding me Anyways. right now. All right, I digress. No, all that's right. okay. It's, well, I'll, I'll digress for a second. It's funny because you know me, all I do is wear checkered slip-ons, right? Yeah. And in my closet, I literally have like left to right. On the far left is like the totally chewed up like Spicoli ones. Like yeah. they just fall off my feet. And on the far right are like the pristine ones that I'll wear if I go out somewhere if I have a photo shoot or something. And then there's like a whole like spectrum in between of like wear. You know, well, like, I will say these are the choices. No, they're super badass. Proud of you. I like them because they look kind of Scottish. You know what they I mean? They do They've look got a little like two-tone. The, yeah, like, like two-tone. Anyways. Anyways. So yeah, uh, great, w- great. W- welcome to Memphis Mondays. Welcome. Hello. Good Monday morning to you, Surf Clam. So hey, so I was talking with... Uh, executive suit buddy of mine out in Palm Springs yesterday. We were kind of touching on like, uh, you know, kitchen challenges and things like that. Uh, and uh, it kind of made me think uh, just about talking for just a couple minutes about what makes a good sous chef. Not a good executive sous chef even, right. but what, just what makes a good sous? What's the foot soldier mentality? Yeah, that, yeah. That kind of, I'll let you kind of kick this one off, you think. You know, that system, I don't come from that system. Me neither. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I, I've never uh, experienced that firsthand until later working in the the different style but um i would say i was probably a sous chef you know not really knowing what i was doing but i was like the go-getter and go get stuff i I would i guess that's technically a sous chef so um i would say what makes a good one is to be ahead of your exec be a couple steps ahead of what you know expecting know what they're going to want and already have that pretty much have this the, the boxes checked before he even asks you to to check them for you, right? Hey, can you, you got that chef. Oh, look, got it. that's done chef. What about, did you prep? Yeah, that's already prepped. I think that was, I think it's almost reading the chef's mind, knowing how they go through the, their steps and having all the steps, you know, pretty much spoken for by the time they call for it. Yeah, not I only, think that's and, what it would take. And not only that, but saving the exec from, the, from themselves. For you know, sure. Like picking out mistakes before they even hit the exact. For sure. Is, hey, you know, I looked in the walk-in and I saw the produce is not looking so good. You know, maybe you want to send that back because, you know, the exec's not going to be able to check everything all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's, there's, I would and, say that's... that's not the exec's job either. You know what I mean? Necessarily. No, I mean, yeah. that's... I mean, in, in different systems, like a hotel, for instance, you have a receiver and the receiver's going through all your stuff and looking at your produce and checking it off to see if it's good. But let's be honest, in most restaurants like that, you know, that's a hotel kind of mentality. Um, and there's big budgets for that. But in a small restaurant setting, you're not going to have receiver. Well, and if you look at both of our resumes, you know, you've exact a couple times, technically, in name. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I have as well, technically, in name. But, you know, the position that I'm currently at out in Palm Springs is the first time that I've been part of the brigade system, technically. And, I mean, I've only, say, I, I've, you know, I've exact three times on paper were, like, the district with me and my brother and a couple other guys, mm-hmm. the retreat with you and then co-executive. But by no means do we really have like that background. And and it was a lesson this year coming, you know, landing on, uh, you know, landing in Palm Springs. Like, oh, wow, hey, we have, you know, all these people in the There's kitchen. a system. There's a system to, yeah. okay, cool. You know, it's, 
Sometimes it's kind of like a family. It can be kind of dysfunctional and jacked up, and the flow doesn't work depending mm-hmm. on the personalities. I think my thoughts on the brigade system now, after being in it, is that it works really well if you have the right personalities in it. If you have the right personalities, and if you have the size of the stations, so your person has their own thing, they can go off and do their own thing, that works. But when you have a small station, you have a lot of people running around, it could get a little cluster, not cluster, it could get a little clusterfuckish, and have too many people kind of bouncing off each other. Especially, you know, the last thing you want is to have um, a person have too much free time, because now they're look, running around. It's almost like when the when the work's divided uh, evenly, and everyone understands what the role is, it makes more sense. But when you have too many sous chefs, I think, uh, in that system, I think it could get a little overwhelming for everybody. Yeah, and, and you know, definitely that that idea of the sous is the one that orchestrates the kitchen that day. And like you, like you said, if, if if the sous is there to disseminate information from the exec and the executive sous and keep the team in line, like no one's standing around doing nothing looking right. for something. To, right, to, to, It should be never like, in any of that time to like, oh, I don't know what I do next. It's like, you know what's next. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and I hate to say if there's time. Last night was a perfect example. You know, we had a two-hour gap between dinner service and this late-night thing, so I just tore the whole kitchen apart. It was, you know, we had a lot of banquets. It was kind of hammered. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, cool, I got two hours. I'm going to rip the kitchen apart and clear it all up, which was right. rare for me. But I was like, okay, that, I got two hours. I'm going to get something done. We didn't really have any prep to do for the next day. So I was like, yeah, cool, I'm going to clean something up. But I think that, that idea of you know, orchestrating a kitchen, make sure that people are moving in the direction they need to move, maybe even as individuals. Yeah. But as a good sue to me is he's like the bodyguard in in like a mafia movie where like the mob boss doesn't even need to talk to you the bodyguard talks to you yeah you're like in a good sue is like that like i don't want to say you don't talk to the exec but like if you're if you're a prep lead or on prep it's not your job to talk, talk to, the to exec. me because yeah, he's got other stuff to do exactly right. exactly hopefully he has other stuff to do right you know uh and you know i think that and the same thing like i've only had one sue technically that worked underneath me in a traditional mm-hmm. role here that idea of um, your your sues and your executive sues should be your bulldogs. You shouldn't have to like yeah. walk into the kitchen and start ripping people. And that's ones. why I kind of not coming from that system was very new and interesting to me. I, and I, and I didn't see the point of it because the Japanese system was way different. But the bigger the kitchen, the bigger setting, the bigger the menu, and all that, the sous system, all that makes tons of sense now to me. Um, even though I technically really has still not worked in that system. Whoever made that, like whoever figured that out, good for them. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that was... You know my system. My systems, Cody, have been... The f- biggest one for me has been me, mine and your system. Like Dave and Cody in the kitchen, we've got a couple cats working for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the other system I have, that uh, the only other one that I'm really used to is what I would call, you know, the mountain system, where it's like, we got one lead in the morning and one lead at night, and then we, you know, grab whoever we can when it gets busy, and that's it. Yeah. And I, I've rocked it like that for 22 years, working yeah. at Vermillion, yeah. you know. I, I, the reason I've been going to Mexico a lot, and I've been going to Chileno Bay and the, the restaurant Comal, and normally when I get there, Chef Yvonne gives me a sous. He gives me, last time I had two, two sous. Um, and her name is Chef Diana. She's the one that's, she's like my, my sous chef. And she's just ahead of me. Like she's, she already knows what I want. And that's, got it. that's such a, I'm from the system where I do everything myself. I know, I've worked with you, Cody. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I know. But that's how I learned. I mean, that's how I, I just know, like, and it's, and it's your, and it's your personality too, Cody. You know what I mean? Like, that's part of, that's a big, big giant piece of who you are. You know, like, <laughs> just kill myself. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, yeah, just going to do it myself. So, but, yeah. uh, having a great Sue is, and, uh, and in my own weird way, I'm the same way, Cody. 
and you know me, like, no, I'm going to make this tri-tip myself. Well, no, let, no, dude, I got it. You know what I mean? This, this stuff that you're touchy about, you yeah. just want to kind of make it happen. But it's nice to have someone that already knows what you're going to call for ahead of time. Yeah. So I would say it, that that is my takeaway. That's my, my two cents is that uh, learning to read your exec or CDC's mind and having all those boxes checked before they even and, and on the flip side of that equation and conclusion, it's also having a, an exec or CDC that isn't threatened by someone like totally, that too. Totally, because that's a... Yeah, you know, and, I, and I've seen some I've seen some ego execs that got like bent out of shape because they perceived that their executive Sue was doing a better job than them because they were doing their job for them, and that's your job as Sue is to do your, do your, do the exec's job. It's, yeah, you know, you know, you let the exec you know be concept guy and face guy and pitch menus and work on the culture and all those other important things that an exec should be doing, and right, and not too many of them are really good at that either. It's because so. they pay, you know, it's because they pay their dues and they know, you know, they can wrap their arms around the, the restaurant collectively, but. They're going to take a step in a different direction and do what you just said, like menu planning and being the face and doing all that. Whereas, you know, that's the general, and then you've got your guys in the, in the trenches. Totally. Those are your suits. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thanks for jumping in on this one on Memphis Mondays. It's a beautiful Monday here in Orange County. Cody, what are you doing today, buddy? I, well, I'm going to do a little shopping, um, but uh, I've definitely got some knife sharpening to do. Nice. Well, so got to do what? Sharpen my goddamn knives. Sharpen your goddamn knives. Um, and I got some fish to cut as well. Nice. And smoke. Be happy. Thanks for jumping in. If you're off today and you're in the business, go get freaking just wait, tanked up, dude. Go to freaking El Ranchito and just get wasted. <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, we will catch you for the next one. Take it easy, guys. Oh, Cody, you're so cute. <laughs> one thing's for sure. What's that, Cody? I can't wait no more. I'll tear the meat right off the bone because the chicken eater is on his way back home. Rogers O'Rooney.